Hello, and welcome to the Shining Light Podcast. This is a platform where we let our individual light shine through our personal testimonies of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and the many blessings it brings to our lives. Here's our host, Don Trell Morrow. All right, thank you for joining us again for another episode today. So I am really excited, although I say that in every episode, because I really am. I really am excited. I'm, I, who could not be excited talking to these young men and women who are dedicating their life to the Lord? It's, it's a wonderful thing to witness and to be a part of, of helping to serve. So I'm, I'm excited uniquely today because this is my first interview that I'm going to be doing with the sister missionaries of the Texas Houston East Mission. And I am excited again to be here with my partner in crime, Elder Romney, who has assisted me in a previous both interview and being my co-interviewer, which he's agreed to do today. So today we are going to be talking to these wonderful sisters, and I am going to turn over the time to Elder Romney to get us started. Awesome. So today... We have two sister missionaries, Sister Lily White and Sister Tuine. Um, they're great missionaries. They've been out on their missions for, um, one of them, nine months now, and the other one is a little bit more fresh on the mission. But they're all great missionaries. But we want to hear from them. Um, so, sisters, would you be willing to introduce yourselves? Tell us about yourselves. All right, well, I am Sister Lily White. I'm from Murray, Utah, which is just... <laughs> Thank you, Dontrell. I love Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, which is just about 15 minutes south of Salt Lake. Um, I uh, went to school at Southern Utah University where I was studying biology. And in my free time, I like to play video games and write and draw. So that's sort of about me. I'm Sister Tuine. I'm originally from Provo, Utah, but I don't look like it. My grandpa's from Samoa, and my other grandparents are from Italy, so I'm kind of a mix of a lot of things. Um, I was originally called to Rome, Italy, so it's Sister Tuine or Sorella Tuine, and at home I attended BYU for a year before coming out on my mission, and in my free time I like to play sports, and I really like to be outdoors, hiking, backpacking, climbing, all of it. That's awesome. What were you studying, out of curiosity? I'm undecided. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You got a lot of time to figure that out. Okay, and um, for those of you don't, that don't know this, but sister missionaries dedicate their time. Um, they dedicate 18 uh, months of their time. Um, strictly f for serving the Lord, serving the people here in um, Houston, Texas. Um, so we wanted to ask you, sisters, why did you come out here, dedicate your time for these 18 months? All right, well, um, 10 years ago, my older sister um, decided to serve a mission. Um, she received her call to the Houston, Texas mission at the time as an hermana, Spanish-speaking. And we dropped her off, and I was only about eight years old at the time, but when we dropped her off and we were saying goodbye to her, um, 
I knew at that time that serving a mission was something the Lord wanted me to do. And it has just worked out that way. It's funny to think that the person who helped me receive that inspiration to leave on a mission um, served in the Houston area, and I am serving here as well. Um, So 10 years, almost 11, 12 years later, here I am serving as I decided to when I was eight. Um, For me, growing up, I've always had a very strong testimony of my Father in Heaven and also of my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I've always felt immensely blessed because I have such a wonderful family back home in Provo. I love them so dearly. And then also just my circumstances. I just feel so blessed by my Father in Heaven and so undeserving of all the blessings that I've ever received. And because of that, I know that giving up a year and a half of my time is nothing for me to sacrifice. So I'm just trying to show the Lord my gratitude in my 18 months of service. Thank you so much, sisters. We uh, really thank you guys for, or you sisters, for your service for these 18 months. Um, But we, uh, we know that others are really smart, but sisters are a little bit different. They, I feel like a little bit (laughs) sharper, um, at least for me, I, that's probably why elders have to go out for two years and sisters 18 months because they get it faster, right? But we want to learn from you, sisters, what um, scriptures uh, in the Book of Mormon, the Bible, have um, impacted you or have taught you a lot about the Savior. Just any scriptures that, that has um, impacted your lives. All right, well... I actually plan to share one scripture, but I just got the impression to share another one. Um, So I guess I'm going to go ahead and follow the direction from the Spirit and do that. Um, So there's a little bit of a story behind this scripture. As I said, I decided to serve my mission when I was eight years old. And when I got to the age of 19, where I could put in my papers to um, receive a call and to go on a mission... Um, I actually had to have my mission papers delayed because of mental health issues. And at the time, it was really difficult for me because I spent about nine months waiting um, to be able to put in my papers and to receive this call. It was very difficult because I didn't want to put down roots. I didn't want to get jobs or start dating when I knew I was going to leave on this mission. Um, And I didn't know how long I was going to be home before I could. And I was very, I would say, even angry about my circumstances. And I remember one night just having a full-on breakdown and my mom being like, there is a reason why you are here right now. There is absolutely a reason why you are here right now and you need to figure it out. And so at that time, I decided to start trying to turn to the Lord and understanding, uh, try to understand why I was home at that time and not serving a mission like I had previously hoped. And so when I was studying, I came across this scripture in the Book of Mormon in um, 2 Nephi chapter 22 and verse 2. And it says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. 
For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And so when I read this scripture, I think the thing that really stood out to me was the phrase, I will trust and not be afraid. There was a lot of fear I was feeling at that time, feeling like I was never going to end up serving a mission, never ended up accomplishing the things that I wanted to. And when I read that, I realized that if I relied on the Lord, that I didn't need to be afraid and that I could trust in him and he would help me through. And it ended up being a really good thing that my mission papers were delayed and I didn't leave until nine months after. Um, because in that time I was waiting, um, my two remaining grandmothers passed away. And it was incredibly important for me to be home at that time to be with family and to participate in their funerals and to be able to see them before they left. So that's kind of a scripture that I really like to turn to and an experience that I try to remember to help me know that I can trust in the Lord. Sometimes you don't understand why you are going through the things that you're going. It doesn't make sense. You don't know why sometimes the righteous desires of your heart are put on hold, but Jesus Christ is going to help you through it. He has a plan for you, and if you put your trust in him, he will help you. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, Cecilia White. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was such a cool story. Um, for me, I've really been looking into the scripture in Isaiah. It's Isaiah speaking about the Messiah. It's in Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, and it says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So recently I've been really interested in the show The Chosen. If you haven't seen it, then I really recommend that you watch it because it really makes my Savior and Jesus Christ so much more real to me. And the scripture just kind of like really takes home the point of the Savior being real in my life because it uses words that are similar to a mother, born, carried, stricken, smitten. And it makes it real because I think of my own mother who bore me and who carries me through my sorrows and through my afflictions. And I can come so close to the Savior through that because my mom truly helps me through everything I do. And I think of the Savior bearing me even more so, knowing me even more than my own mother. And um, that just really strengthens my testimony of him and brings him, me closer to him, even though he's not here on this earth today. Sisters, thank you both so much for those wonderful testimonies and experiences that you were willing to share. Um, you know, the one thing about me as a convert to the church, as I, as I listened to you two, um, it struck me that this is probably the first time that I've gotten a real in-depth, you know, understanding into what happens to bring sisters out on a mission. Um, being a missionary myself, I know for a time I served, um, as what's known as a district leader and, um, there was only one time when I had sisters in my district, um, but we weren't really next to each other, so I didn't really get to see them other than on 
you know, preparation day or when we had district meeting or zone meeting. And so I, I wanted to ask you two specifically, what what is it that you think, like if you were to explain it as, as best as you can to either a convert to the church like myself or just one of your fellow missionary elder brothers, um, what is the unique thing that sisters face as far as being a missionary and the challenges that come along with that that's unique to you sisters that may be a little bit different for us missionaries, us elders? I guess that question sort of made me think about, um, I feel like as a sister, the you think about the physical danger that you put yourself in when you go on a mission. I feel like elders might not think about it as much, although elders probably get more guns pulled on them in their missions. Um, but sisters put themselves in an interesting situation when they leave their families and they only have a companion, one companion to be at their side to help them. It's putting themselves in um, dangerous circumstances and trusting that if they follow the rules and if they are obedient to the Spirit and to their Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, that He's going to see them through and He's going to help them. And even if they do um, fall victim to terrible circumstances, that um, Christ is going to help them heal. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, right off the bat, I just think of, like, physical dangers that you're put in as a female. And I thought about last week we visited someone who was a self-referral for a Bible study. And so it took us a minute to kind of find his house. But after finding him, he invites us in and immediately pulls out a knife as a joke. But it kind of takes you back like, oh, my gosh, like, what am I doing with this guy in it with a knife in hand? And so I feel like that's probably the biggest difference from, like, elders to sisters is you kind of have to be more physically aware, like, entering into someone's house. Am I safe here? Is it just males around? Like, just giving the lowdown right there. Wow, that that would be a scary situation. I'm glad, you know, you two were safe from that and that the person, thankfully, wasn't, you know, that dangerous or dangerous like that. Um, that brought back a memory even from... Uh, my days serving in Pittsburgh, uh, where we had a situation where sisters did not feel safe at their apartment because they had a downstairs neighbor who was very interested in watching to know when they would come home, when they'd leave. He knew their schedule. And it got to the point to where the sisters just felt like this is creepy. And the mission president, after they, of course, talked to the mission president's wife, the mission president decided that we were going to swap places, my companion and I, with the sisters. And so let me tell you, that guy really loved us. <laughs> it was, it, it, we saw exactly why the sisters were like, yeah, that guy is, is interesting to say the least. But thank you for, you know, putting that out there because I think that's something that, you know, even us as missionaries don't always think about that, you know, and, and how that would be intimidating for, for you too. Elder Romney, um, any thoughts you have on, on that or anything? Um, no, just, um, just an experience that some, a couple sister missionaries went through, I don't know, a couple months ago where they, uh, someone entered in their apartment and, um, stabbed them multiple times. And that's just a terrible, uh, situation that can happen to anyone. Um, but it's it just shows how much courage, 
um, sisters have of going out on their mission. They're they're truly out here for a reason, and they really want to serve the Lord. Um, so thank you, sisters. We really appreciate it for your for your service and everything you do. Um, <clears throat> so I guess to close off, sisters, it's been great having you with us. It really has been. We've learned a lot, um, some really good insights. Um, but we wanted to invite you guys to share with us a brief testimony that you have, that you've been able to develop over your mission, your lifetime, whatever it is, um, however you've been able to develop your testimony. We just like to hear from you guys, just a short, simple testimony. And I would add along with that, just some advice that you would give to a young lady out there that is considering whether they will serve, especially considering right now the uniqueness of the service with the COVID-19 pandemic, what advice would you give them to let them know that missionary service still is real and active and that they can make a difference just as you two are? Well, I think something that my testimony has grown a lot in over the course of my mission is the atonement of Jesus Christ and the power that he has to change our hearts and our desires and to heal us. Um, I know that by putting our trust and our faith in Christ, that we truly can become better. We do not need to be subject to our past mistakes, the things that we've done, or any of the illnesses or bad situations that we find ourselves in. We can become like Christ he lived for us, he suffered for us, and he died for us so that we can become like him and that we can become happy. And I know that he's provided a way for us to return to him and our Father in heaven. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Um, for advice I would give to a young woman considering serving a mission, I absolutely recommend it. Um, I would say, uh, I think the thing that really helped me the most is just knowing that you can keep going and Christ is going to help you. Because there's no possible way I could have made it, not even nine months, I probably wouldn't have made it past my first month on my mission if I hadn't relied on the testimony I have in my Savior and the experiences I've had, and it just continues to grow, and you learn, and the experiences you have help you understand a little bit more of what the Savior went through to help you, and I would not trade that for anything. So my testimony is similar to Sister Lily White's advice in being that I'm completely reliant on Jesus Christ. Um, I always say that naturally I'm not a kind person. Naturally I'm not a loving, forgiving, or just welcoming person. But through the Savior I can be. Through the Savior I can be better. Through the Savior He makes me whole. And everything I do is because I know the Savior has been through it and is going through it with me. Um, and I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And advice, I've only been out for like two weeks now, but it's um, been a good time. Just a new mission, yeah. Right? 
it's been a good time. And I think just prior to going out, you have this idea that you're going to serve and you're going to teach and you're going to do so many awesome things. And with COVID, um, things are different for sure. But I know that people serve and teach me far more than I could ever serve and teach them. And so you learn so much as a missionary because of the people around you. And as you try to serve other people, they will serve you. And it's such an amazing, awesome experience as you see the goodness of the people around you and in your community. Thank you so much, sisters and Elder Romney, for having this episode together. And for everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. And we will make sure that you have another inspirational message soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Please join us again next time.